Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, a podcast for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. And today we have Nula O'Sullivan on. And it is so wonderful what she has done. She has started the Women Over 50 Film Festival or WAFF, W-O-F-F-F. I guess it's been going about six years now. It started and in 2015, and it showcases the work of older women on screen and behind the camera. So it really, you know, that's the important part we want to get across to the listeners, are these are films that any age can submit, but the primary character has to be a woman over 50 or the producer, director, someone in the crew must be over 50. Yes, someone at the heart of it, she said. I love how she said the woman has to be the heart, over 50 has to be the heart of the film. She can't be the side character or the the side granny that's in two scenes or something. She right. has the heart of it, right, which so many roles that I would get um, were... <laughs> I'm the mom or I'm the aunt or I'm the old whatever. So, um, <laughs> and that's why whatever. you stopped doing that. That's why I stopped doing it. But it, it is so important. And just her whole story about when she decided this is something she needed to do and the feelings she felt, I was like, yeah, I know. I know how you're feeling. So, so impressed with it all. I agree with you. And the fact that she pretty much did this start to finish within a year is amazing. And like I said, it, it started in 2015 in person in Sussex, but then obviously in 2020, they had to go virtual. So they went online and now they're doing a hybrid one day in Sussex and also on virtual. And right now there's early bird pricing because the festival is from September 25th to October 2nd. And the films are really interesting. They have experimental films, animation, documentaries, dramas. So there's a wide range. She sent us trailers for just about 19 or 20 of them. And they really showcased how diverse the um, mm-hmm. submissions are. She had over 300 submissions. They picked 57 for this year. And Bridget and I would love to go next year. So, hey, we're, we're always open yeah, for a trip. we're open. Over. Yes. We'll be doing our podcast all over the road right. next year. <laughs> we can't wait. We should just get like an RV and hit the road. Or just a portable. <laughs> we need a plane to take us to Sussex. And then right. we'll, you know, That's our little true. port, we'll have a rolling cart, the portable. You know, we'll be doing this with, yeah. We'll just roll it over and set up our computers and, you know. And we'll do we'll it. Do we that. can learn. Yeah, we'll do we'll it. Learn. We'll learn. We learn. And just like, just like Nula says, you can learn so much. There's so much more that women can do. And we're not just shuffled off to the side. And I, I just love that she did this. And I, I love how it's a part of it. So it is multi-generational. I love that, yes, you can have a student uh, that is a younger student. Some students, you know, decide to do this later in life. But you can do that. And she also offers a special uh, for students. I think it's a free entry. I believe that's yes. what it was. Student I want to make sure yes, it's free. Are free, but you know, so the the fee would be waived if you are a student of film. There's everything from humor to drama to dark comedy to animation. It's really very interesting. And this year their sponsor is Tenna. It's a urinary leakage product, but it's great that they have sponsors. So we're going to let Nula start telling you all about the films and we will talk to you after. 
Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. And today we're going to be talking to Nula O'Sullivan, who is the creator of Women Over 50 Film Festival. And we're excited for this conversation because women need to be represented in film. If we are over 50, living a vibrant life, why not? And this is a place where you can go and check out short films and documentaries and a whole host of other films. So welcome, Nula. We're excited to have for today's conversation. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm just delighted to be here. So I guess the first question is, the film festival was created in 2015. What led you to create this film festival? Um, so I was, uh, I was a woman in my early 50s uh, back then, and I had worked uh, as a writer and producer mostly for radio um, and for theatre. And then I wrote my first short play, uh, and my first, uh, then I wrote my first short film. Um, and it was about a woman in her 50s examining her life and her marriage. It was called Microscope. Part of my job as a producer was to go to different film festivals and see where I thought Microscope might fit in. But what I noticed when I started going specifically with this producer's hat on thinking about this film was when I looked at what was being offered on screen at a a number of short film festivals I went to was not me and not my life and not my experience or anyone who looked even vaguely like me or, you know, the kind of things I was interested in. So not, short films, not very much representation about older women. But the thing that really kind of got my goat was in the bar afterwards, where, as I say, I'm not shy about talking to people, particularly when we had some kind of shared cultural experience and you've got something to kind of go on. Um, I noticed as I looked around the room, I was almost always in this situation, the oldest person in the room and absolutely, definitely the oldest woman in the room. And that wouldn't, again, you know, that's, not, that's not so unusual. It didn't bother me. But what I noticed was for the first time in my life, I got the invisibility of the middle-aged or older woman because I could actually track people walk, looking around the room. I was standing there with a drink in my hand and watching people go around the room. I'm not very tall, but I still saw their eyes go up and round and over me and round the rest of the room. And it really, it took me, it took me aback. Um, and it took me quite a while to actually um, process the emotions and about what was going on and why this hurt me so much and actually it was a kind of shame that I felt and it's the shame of being left out and all of us have had that particularly from where we girl we, you know from, from where young and maybe not being included in a game in the playground all the way through your life when you are left out it really it really hurts and I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought it was my fault that I wasn't interesting enough or I didn't know enough about film or, you know, I thought I tried to rationalise through all kinds of different things. But actually, it was because I, I was actually invisible. So, I mean, it sounds like I just kind of figured that all out. That took ages and ages and, you know, many drinks and many conversations with friends. And it was during those conversations that we, a bunch of us, just said, well, stuff that you know, we'll set up a festival of our own. And, you know, the premise was a festival that we wanted to go to and a festival where we would make people feel welcome and people like us would be welcome. Um, so it, the, the catalyst to set the whole thing up 
was was professional and it was personal. So there's no age limit to enter, but the film must center on women over 50 or a part of the core team must be over 50. So can you talk about that a little bit? Mm, sure. Um, that uh, one of those first conversations when we talked about the festival and what it might be called came up. We came up with this rule. So even before the festival started, we came up with this rule, and it's the rule that we still live by. So to get your film entered into WALF and to maybe be screened at WALF, it has to have a woman over fifty and the heart of it on screen. And the heart of it is really important because lots of older women are on screen, but we're always the supporting grandma or, you know, the little old lady who lives down the road who, you know, who, who might be key to the drama, but she's not the heart of the drama. She's, she's not the hero and the action, she's not actioning stuff. So an older woman has to be at the heart of it on screen and that could be in documentary in animation experimental or drama including comedy you know so as long as she is the absolute driving force of the narrative and there's a narrative no matter what your film is um or there has to be a woman over 50 as the writer or director and the reason that we went with that was this absolute key important thing for us which was about the welcoming the welcomingness and the inclusive inclusivity of our festival because what that means as you said there Colleen anybody can be involved in WAF because a 16 year old can make a film can make a documentary uh, about their 52 year old grandma organizing a wedding for example, um, and that 16-year-old and that grandma and that film is welcome at WAF. So as long as we have people of all genders and all ages somehow centering older women, then we want them, we want them in WAF because personally, I don't think change happens when we're talking to ourselves. I think it's very comforting and I like it and it's very supportive, but change doesn't happen until everyone's in the conversation. So I think it's really important that uh, WAF is a really broad church while still holding older women in the spotlight. You know, that is so important. We've talked a lot about being multi-generational and bringing in younger and older people to work together just for a common goal. And so you kind of talked a little bit about what I'm about to ask, but if there's anything else you want to add to it, I was curious, what is the goal and your vision for, for, is it, do you pronounce it woof? I I know it's W-O-F-F-F for Women Over 50 Film Festival. So what is your vision for that? So, so we call it WAF because it's like off, off WAF. Okay. Um, Got it. WAF. Yeah. WAF. Okay. Uh, WAF. Um, So I think of it like a posh dog. Oh, WAF off. Um, So uh, the vision, the vision is to absolutely put ourselves out of you know we don't you know we want you know we don't want to be part of a special little film festival we just want to be in the mainstream like everyone else um but until that happens 
we want to create a space where women can talk to each other about and have sh- talk about shared experiences, particularly a lot of things that happen to us as we get older. You know, we mentioned the menopause, be caring for parents or siblings, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, maybe your children are leaving the nest and that brings a new part to your life. Not all these things that you have had so many podcasts about, um, death, death of a, a loved one, or death of your parents, you know, downsizing, you know, so many things that are very specific to us. So we want to create a space, you know, where those those topics are investigated and celebrated. And we also, we want we want to make a change. We want to make a change in the industry. And we need to be there at, you know, at the forefront of the fight and at the forefront of saying, actually, this is an example of vibrant exciting older women on film and people love watching it you know I think people often think oh I wouldn't go and watch something like that I think it'd be boring um so it's about trying to change those perceptions um it's about trying to uh encourage younger people to look at older people as people who have got wisdom and experience and you know have got something something to offer and also for us older people to learn from younger people and also learn from the generation older than us um so i think uh you know we live in quite um segmented lives and and personally most of my friends are my age um, and most younger people, if you ask them, the only older people they know are their grandparents. Um, so I think it's about trying to, to, to shape and make something different happen there. Um, and at its core, I think it's about trying to change my own and everyone else's inbuilt ageism. Because, you know, it affects me, it affects you. You know, we grew up in this culture that told us that actually being old is really rubbish. Um, and it's not. I mean, that's the thing. When you talk to older women, they're having a ball. You know? Yes, we so it's are. About... <laughs> yes, we are. And I want to let the listeners know that originally this was done in person in Sussex and a film at a theater in Sussex. And now, due to COVID, it was completely virtual last year. Now you're doing a little bit of a hybrid where one day we'll be in Sussex and then the rest will be online. So anyone can go to your website and check out these films. How many submissions did you have this year in 2021? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me a hard math question. Um, <laughs> an estimate, just an estimate. Around, around 300. Around wow. 300, and we screen around 50, 50 or 60. Um, so it's it's a tough it's a tough selection process to to get into the festival. Uh, this Absolutely. year we're we're screening 57 shorts. How do you choose 57 out of 300? What are you looking for? That's a great question. I mean, I mean, first off, all films and all art and all everything is subjective, and you know, a film, a film that we might not take, you know, I, I mean, I see films around all the time. I think, oh, that festival took that one. Um, you know, so different festivals have different, different agendas, different things that they're looking for. Um, you know, and uh, some, some films, some film festivals are specific to a country and we, we want to be international. So, you know, we want to uh, get a really good representative representation around the world. Um, but at the at the absolute core of it, for me, um, it's about story. You know, if you do not reel me in with the tale you are telling, 
then it's a no, it's a no go for me. And a no go for me would be things like dramas where people tell each other what's happening. Okay. They're just talking about stuff. They're not, there's no action, there's no drama. So, and and because short films are often uh, filmmakers at the early stages of their career, you know, they're going to be making, you know, maybe some I think of as fairly uh, basic errors in their filmmaking career. Um, so, so that's not to say that a film has to be technically really brilliant. You know, sometimes the audio might be not really good or might be a wee bit out of focus. But, you know, if the story's good, you're absolutely captivated. So to me, just it's got to be a really good story. And, for example, if it's a documentary, it's not enough to put the camera on your grandma and for her to tell us what she did when she was 21. Because you know what? That's a film about a younger woman. It's not a film about an older woman. I want to know what grandma's doing now and how she feels about life and what's happening and where she is in her community. You know, of course, our history is important, but we've got to we've got to have the older woman absolutely at the centre. To me, we you know all our um, we have a team of selectors, and I'm one of them. Uh, you know, amongst many, I watch every single film that comes in. It's a team. It's a team of selectors, and we have a score. We have a scorecard. You give you know you give it marks ten for audio, for cinematography, for costume. But we also have the caveat that a film can get a really high mark technically, but if it doesn't move you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good it is, you know. So we, you've got to have that um, thing that you can't quite touch and explain about how you choose a film because it's about something magical that happens when you watch something. And you've got, I think, film festivals and, and anyone who's involved in art, you've got to let that be part, be part of the, be part of the process, and to try and write it down and. It, quantify it uh something gets lost i think uh in the translation there so does the audience help choose who the winner of the festival is and what categories do you have do you have different categories or just one winner or how does that work so we've got we've got categories for we've got prizes for each of the main categories so we've got a prize for best drama best documentary best animation best experimental and and those categories you'll get a first second third and a couple of commends so we get like four or five winners in each category and then on top of that uh, one of the, the things that we do we've done for a number of years uh, we've uh, we've offered uh, students free submission if they want to submit, because everybody else has to pay a fee to submit their film. But I, I know that not all students are young people, but the majority of students are young. And we think this is a real opportunity to say to students, you can have a free sub if you come in, you know, but you've got to remember that you've got to get an older woman at the heart of it. You know, she could be your writer, uh, but she could be your protagonist. Um, and we just think it's a way to help filmmakers at the early start of their career to think to, to just consider older women um so uh we've we've got a prize for the best student film and that goes across all the categories you know student might be giving us an animation or a documentary or whatever and we also have a, a short script writing competition 
So you can send a short script in and uh, judges will look at that. The other prize that we've got this year, we've got a massive, for us anyway, uh, £1,000 of prize money uh, to give to three filmmakers, £500, £300 and £200, uh, supported by a company called Tena, who make incontinence pads and pants. And they are really at the absolute forefront of pushing against this ageism and sexism and the taboo around the subject of incontinence. So Tena are sponsoring a special prize. So it's any any film that comes into the competition that shows a woman on screen. So it's not for behind the camera, it's for portrayal on screen. And it has to kind of reflect the Tena logo tagline, which is our bodies age, but why should we? And then finally, during the festival, online or if you come in person, you can vote for your favourite film. And that is always really hotly anticipated, the audience choice. And some years, some years it dovetails with a jury prize, sometimes it doesn't. So it's, it's, it's always interesting to see uh, who captures the audience's heart. So you sent us about 19 trailers for some of the short films, and it, they were as diverse as women are. Some were animation, some were documentary style, uh, experimental. But yeah, the one that struck me the most, and I was like, oh, I wish it was longer than a trailer for us, was The Pratt and the Hat. Please tell me more about The Pratt and the Hat. That is a gorgeous film. I mean, it's, you know, uh, trailers are always for short films anyway. They're usually about a minute. Um, that's I, I can't remember how long that is. I think it's about a 20-minute documentary. Um, so it's uh, it's called The Pratt, The Pratt and the Hat, um, because the, the main protagonist is called Pratt. Her name is um, Dr. Frances Pratt. And the, the film is directed by Susan Hillary, and it's an American it's an American film. So I'll tell you a little bit about what the filmmaker says about this film. Um, octogenarian Dr. Francis Pratt owns hundreds of exquisite hats, and beneath their colourful brims is a trailblazer, a social justice and civil rights fighter, and a champion of the marginalised and undeserved, underserved. Francis Pratt's hats make a bold statement as does her southern charm and her pithy expressions, which she garnered through a lifetime of service. And she's really, she's a really interesting character. Um, it, she tells us in the in the documentary that it was her husband actually uh, who made the first hat for her, um, and then it just it just became a tradition. Um, and she also talks uh, very movingly about uh, that actually going to church on Sunday for a lot of black American women was actually the time that they could be most themselves and be fully in their finest and be proud and have this beautiful headwear. So it's all, it's tied in with American history um, about civil rights. And although she's in her eighties, it feels absolutely bang up to date uh, with, with everything she says. I think when you were talking about the it factor, whatever it was, that just had it. It just drew you in and there was a definite it factor. You wanted more. And not to say that the other ones weren't amazing because I think all the trailers left me wanting to see more about each of the films. Some of them 
I, you know, the animation ones, I was just like, I, I don't even know what this is about. So it would be so interesting to actually figure out like takeaway was another film that I was like, okay, it's animated, but I didn't even really understand what the premise was. So I wanted to learn more. That's a really interesting, um, that's a charcoal hand-drawn animation. So it looks very uh, rough and full textured. Um, and it's the story, it's the story of a bird who makes a nest with those little blue plastic forks that you get with takeaway food. And it's, it's, it's basically, it's an, an environmental message, but actually it's about the love and the care that we all have trying to make our own wee place that we can coody down and, and look after each other. Um, so it has, you know, it's, it's a beautifully made animation and then it's talking about all sorts of things. And then maybe in the trailer, I think you see the eye, the, the bird has very blue eyes. Everything else is black and white, but the eyes are very blue. And it's, of course, because suggested all these blue plastic forks. So it's incredibly moving. Also, midlife, the skin we're in, it kind of took a poetic look at aging skin, which was very different. Can you talk about that one? Yeah, that's a lovely, that's a British, that's a British film. And that's by uh, three women who talk, who are, who are actors. They usually work in theatre and they basically devise this piece about how they feel about their bodies, the good and the bad and the anger some of them feel and the frustration and the kind of letting things go. What, what I like about that film and a thing that, brings me great joy at Wolf is actually older women with our hands and our face and our heart and our skin on show unapologetically uh, and there's a beautiful part in that film where one of the women she's in a, in a small garden over here we have allotments a, a small kind of communal area where you can grow fruit and vegetable and she's kind of digging in this soil with her hands and she's just it's so tactile and you can really, you can feel her and her hands and the earth. Um, so it feels to me like a, like a film that says, you know what, we're here. Um, we've arrived. Uh, it looks great. I mean, I'm anxious to see it. And the divi diversity of your films. I noticed one that just made me smile was The Joy Uncensored, where she's learning to do a rap. Um, it's, I think it's a British film and she enters a rap battle and is learning how to do that. But yet on the opposite end of the spectrum was a thousand days, which seemed more about, a, I want to say a, a son's suicide or a family member's suicide. It's hard to tell from the, so it's really, you run a spectrum of emotions when you're watching these trailers. It's so amazing. Just like Colleen said, the diversity where you just put out Here's what you have to do. And all the different creative things that come out of that, that are all over the, the spectrum, that that is so amazing to me, what people can just get from, okay, this is what I have to do. And everything's so different what's put out there. I just think that is so amazing that people have that much creativity. And I love, I just still am just love the whole premise um, that this is what you're deciding needs to be included for women over 50. One of the ones that, I don't know, left me a little disturbed, I'll be honest with you, was Edith Gibson has 3,000 dolls. What's that one about? Because I, I watched that and I was like, hmm, okay, not sure. Um, that's 
that's a film that does what it says in the tin. Edith Gibson has got $3,000, a woman who lives in an ordinary suburban house in New Zealand. Uh, and you know, the camera, the filmmaker follows her. And in every single room, there are just hundreds and hundreds of dolls. And she's a woman, I would say, probably in her 70s. Um, and it's, you know, it, it, it's one of those films where you think it's going one way and then it sides and it goes somewhere else because the tendency and uh, the temptation often is to laugh at a woman like that because it does seem strange that she's got $3,000 and actually once you, when, by the time you get to the end of the film you have such sympathy and such affection for her and you think well good on you, you know, if that's what you want to do well, why not? Um, so it's uh, it is it's, it's an odd trailer. I'll give you that, but it does pique your it does you know get you interested. But there's that dancing wee teddy bear and two thousand nine hundred ninety nine other dolls uh, that you see in the in the film. One other one I wanted to mention because I thought it was really interesting. I couldn't get that much information from the trailer, but Duchess of the Sea about women who sail. Can you talk about that one a little bit? So it's, a, it's, it's actually it's a Dutch film. Um, and it's about four Dutch women in their 50s who row across the Atlantic uh, competing in one of the world's uh, toughest races, uh, the Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge. And it's a test. I mean, it's four women and a small boat. Um, and it, there's a number of reasons I think it's interesting. The first, one of the reasons is, one reason is it's the very first kind of high octane, you know, roller coaster film because it's got like big shots, big skies, big sea, you know, big budget kind of film, and you know that's very unusual for Wolf. So I think, and it's and it's exciting. You're like, oh, what's going to happen next? Are they going to make it? You know, it's very edgy your seat, um, and then. You know, I, I have to say, I think it's a kind of wolf speciality. You think a film is going one way and then it goes another way. And actually, it's actually the story about mental health and mental resilience and mental ill health. And actually, that there are just four women in this boat. And there's actually a very slim amount of material between you and the ocean. And once you start thinking about that, you can actually go absolutely crazy you know it's it's such a frightening thought and actually one of the women does have that such a dark night of the soul because she can't it's just so frightening and so overwhelming and it's a story about individuality because actually in the end we are all alone we are just ourselves but we're also we cannot survive without the people around us. And it's that, it's that kind of film, but it's the, the going to the dark place and, and become, they're, they're speaking in the film, having been through it and coming out outside and you speak with such elegance and grace and eloquence. Um, it's, uh, uh, and there's so much kind of self-knowledge um, I think it's an absolutely delightful film. Well, it was definitely, it definitely left me wanting to see more. I think most of the trailers were definitely those, I want to see what this is about. And the fact that they're 15 to 20 minutes, even 25 minutes for documentaries, 
You can watch several. Let the listeners know, please, the dates that the festival's on, that the website that will be virtual, and a little bit about your early bird special pricing, which we want them to know as well. So our dates are the 25th of September until the 2nd of October. It's a week. We're living in COVID time. We're going to be a hybrid festival this year. So we're fine. So wherever you are in the world, you can log on and you can see all these amazing films that we've been talking about. So we'll have 57 films and they'll be curated into eight different programs. And you can buy a ticket just as you would in the cinema. You can buy a ticket and go and watch one program of eight films and you could buy you could buy eight of those tickets or if you're savvy you can buy a festival pass and obviously you're going to get a, a good discount and still get to see all the films and then if you're super super savvy you'll get on on the early bird special which is going to be on sale from early september um, for you know a short time we have a newsletter and you know website and Facebook and all those good things and social media so you know do check us out and uh, if you follow along for we've got a special newsletter that goes out during the festival and that'll keep you informed of you know all the uh, the tickets and prices and all kinds of things like that. We're using a platform for our festival. It's called Eventive. It's an American company, and it's uh, it's specifically designed for virtual independent film festivals. So it's it, uh, if you're a film festival goer in this COVID time, you'll be very familiar with how it's laid out. But you know, it looks it looks like a website you know and love. You know, you click here for the films, you click here for tickets. Um, and so on and the 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 package will be unlocked for you at a, you can buy your ticket beforehand but it'll be unlocked at a special time and then you can go and access it um, and part of the deal of buying your ticket um, there might be an intro from maybe me or somebody else at WAF or one of the filmmakers might say a few words then you'll watch the films and then we'll go into a recorded Q&A with some of the filmmakers whose work you've seen so you'll get a chance to hear a bit more about the background like what is it with that dancing teddy bear you know I want to know a bit more about that boat uh, and that's your chance to uh, hear a bit more from the filmmakers um, so that will be that will be for a week online and then we we're planning to be in our festival home uh, you know, when we started out all those years ago, we were in a very small community hall, uh, you know, and we built up over the years and now we're in a very grand cinema and we can't wait to get back to Depot in Lewis in East Sussex. And we're going to go there for a day and we're going to announce the winners and then we're going to show some of the winning films. So it might be the teddy bear, it might be the boat, uh, it might be midlife, how my skin is, who knows. It'll be a secret. You'll, you'll buy your ticket and you'll sit down and then you will be presented with some of the winning films, which is a new way for us to do it. And we're really excited about it. Um, and of course, we'll also announce the Audience Choice Award then. And the other, we've got other bits and pieces. Uh, we've got every year we have an academic lecture um, from somebody who's interested in older women in film. So to really give us some real food for thought, I mean, our audience, you know, we're not necessarily academic, but we're interested in film and film theory and, you know, you know why decisions are made the way they're made in filmmaking. Um, and we'll also have a panel event uh, where we'll talk to industry experts uh, about 
older women in film, which is what we're always talking about. Um, so lots of different things going on virtually and in the real world. And uh, usually when we're in our cinema, some of our filmmakers join us and then we can, you know, we can have some fun with them as well. Uh, so, you know, depend, depending on how all the restrictions go, uh, already some filmmakers are saying that they're going to join us, which is going to be really fantastic. And it's woof, or woff, W-O-F-F-F dot C-O dot U-K. That's so right. that is their website if you want to get to that. Mm-hmm. And, um, on, and on social media, like uh, Twitter and Facebook and all those things, we're at W-O-5-0 for the whole of the festival because we're on this uh, designated site Eventive our web address will be something like you know Eventive slash WAF you know but once you get onto Eventive it'll be very clear and we'll also have very clear signposting on our social media and on our website you know how you get to uh, the Eventive site so that you can join us well Nula thank you so much for coming on this was we're excited to see the films just the trailers alone were great teasers for us and I think the fact that you are giving a voice to women over 50 highlighting our the fact that we are still vital and vibrant and a part of this world is a wonderful thing so we want to thank you for that we want to make sure that the listeners know to go on your website check it out the festival is from september 25th to october 2nd but early bird tickets are on sale now or in the next couple days so guys make sure to check that out and thank you again for coming on we had a great time thank you so much uh, for having me and the work you are doing is absolutely vital um, you, I've been listening to your podcast and they're just you you're, you're, you're like a wolf festival you know it's the whole <laughs> whole uh, lifetime Spectrum, right? yeah mm-hmm. absolutely um and it's just it's just fantastic you know again an example of women in midlife saying well you know what something needs to be done and i'm going to be i'm going to be the one to do it um and i think you'd bring joy in what you do you bring a lightheartedness that's so important um because it can it can get a bit kind of overwhelming and we've got to look at uh, you don't have to got it it helps occasionally (laughs) to look at the bright side and you gals do that in spades and I really appreciate it I'm sure all your listeners do too Thank Thank you you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nula. We are excited to watch the film festival virtually. We will definitely be getting our tickets. And I also wanted to let everyone know that they they have added on an option for, they right now are doing it in the UK, but I'm sure they could also do it in the States for nursing homes and retirement communities that want to get the disc of the films and be able to showcase them and their communities. And what a great idea to entertain and showcase Mm -hmm. women that they will feel like they're looking at themselves on screen. So we want to make sure that you guys are aware of that. Check out woff, W-O-F-F-F dot co.uk for more information and the early bird special is running right now i feel like early bird special i'm hungry now Um, (laughs) (laughs) i'm always hungry i know but of course just makes me think that and make sure to subscribe to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics wherever you listen to po- your podcast. We come out with a new episode every Wednesday. Our new season is starting at the end of this month, which means my daughter's wedding will be done and we will be coming up <laughs> with some new and exciting changes coming on the show. We're adding a little bit. We're changing a little bit, but it will be 
always informative, always entertaining. And please, if you have an idea for new episodes for season three, make sure to email us at hotflasheskooltopics at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. You can always message us there, which is Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Have a great week, guys. We will talk to you soon. Bye.